Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. Shit! (laughs) Perfect. It's perfect. I love it. I love it so much. I didn't prep. And then you started to talk, and I was like, oh, no, I don't have a sound. But you know, like, shit's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been better if I would have been like, creak. Oh. If this was a PG podcast and we had to do that, but it is not. It's not. I've been watching that a lot for my anxiety lately. Yes. Um, I enjoy that for anxiety. Yes. I've always said The Office. But yeah. you had to go to Peacock, which is one of the worst streaming sites oh, in the it's world. Oh, so terrible. It's like, it's like, it's like dial up. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it, it is. Like Oh my gosh. Or, like, you're one of the biggest, yeah. like, their NBC app sucks too. Come on, come on, get it together, mm-hmm. man. I want to watch my office. I have to go in and force stop it and clear the cache every time I use it. Peacock. Get your shit together, man. Do better. Yes. Maybe we should call up Mank and see if he can get them to fix that. Oh, Mank. So many things <laughs> I need from you, sir. <laughs> Today's show, please. <laughs> Oh, wow. It is just Sarah and I. Yeah. So we are so happy to be here with you by ourselves. I don't know whether to say, you know, buckle up or to say I'm sorry. (laughs) I guess it just depends on how you feel about us. I guess so. If you're still listening, it means you love us. (laughs) Hopefully. Oh. And it's not just like a train wreck where it's like, I have to hear what these girls say next. Sometimes I listen to podcasts for the train wreck and that is fine. It's fine. That works for me. I'm happy me. to be your train wreck. I will be your train wreck. Yeah. I will tell you exciting news in the world of Amy. Please do. You know these things, okay. but I'm going to tell everyone out there because mm-hmm. I have to. So since I have say, taken the sabbatical, um, I have been working on myself a lot. Like a so lot, proud a of lot, you. a lot. Like really like deconstructing yeah my entire life mm-hmm. in so many ways and it's it's my kids have been a lot I'm working we, I work my relationship is beautiful but what people don't understand in the back end is that we work really fucking hard yeah for that to be that way yeah so do we so what I'm saying is my life is by no means easy sure but because I am not working there is some amazing little like thing that's happened that has been like so exciting for me Okay. Everybody thinks I'm really young. (laughs) Everywhere I go. Strangers, primarily women, mostly women. I I can't even think of a man who said this to me, so that's fine. Because it means more to come from a woman. Yeah. Have genuinely not like, like any other like blow smoke up your ass. Like thought I was significantly younger than I am. And I really truly believe that the stress is going to kill me. Yeah. It's going to kill my face. It's going to kill my body, my insides, all of these things if if I don't get it under control. And I guess all I'm saying is that like by taking care of myself, my life is not, it's not roses and it's not like unicorns and shit. And I still have all the things that we talk about, but, it, but I have gener- generally like lowered 
oh my god like exponentially yes. like yes. i brought i brought things down to like a, five. a baseline <laughs> like we're at a five guys instead of like a uh you know 52 or yeah. like wherever yeah. the hell i was living before and something i want to talk about in a future episode is like what is that worth to us mm-hmm. and i i i wonder because of the way we were raised money does seem like end all be all and i don't mean like because of my parents i mean generationally sure um what does it mean in general to take care of your mental health yeah yeah like I don't know. And so like, what is our end game here? And man, I could go on and on, but that's just like a very little tiny thing I wanted to share is that, um, apparently I look 20 years younger than I am. <laughs> I'm like that. I could have a kid that age. You, yeah, you could. And oh I'm my not, God, like, you could. And oh not, my gosh. I, I have not changed my skin regimen. If anything, I've gone cheaper since I have less money. <laughs> <laughs> I have not changed supplements. I have not changed any of my diet intake. I, nothing. Like the only thing that's changed is that like, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, go back and check out our episode on rest. Yes, because that will tell you and give you a bunch of um, health statistics on how lowering your stress and getting true rest can affect your physical health. And apparently the way you look, too. (laughs) I really I did not believe it. Yeah, I really I talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. I do it a lot, whatever. And I didn't believe it until I'm like, yeah, and it takes, it's not like you can go on vacation for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, I'm so rested. I'm healed and rested. So like, I've been off of work since June. Right. So that we're talking months and months and months and months of rest mm-hmm. and, you know, deconstruction of my entire mental well-being. Sure. So yeah. it takes a really long time. And it takes a lot of work. That's And dedication. That's just it. Yeah. For me to get healthy... And for all of us to get healthy, I should say, it, you can't just sit back and expect it to happen. Right. Yeah. Got to work hard at it. And that's hard when you don't feel like it. I know. I know. We definitely need to do an episode about that, though, for sure, because yeah, I am a completely different person since leaving corporate America in 2017. I agree. So, yeah. I'd love well, to know you then. chat. But... I wouldn't have wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. You sure wouldn't have. (laughs) No, no, no. My mom tells me this all the time. She's like, oh, Amy, she was like, you are a completely different person than the person that left work. Yeah. In June. Yeah. Like completely different. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I am. Um, And it's a beautiful thing. It Um, is. I will tell you something that you can all put in place right now in your life that has been my anxiety still super, super high um, all the time, just because that's part of my illness. But I have, because I've had all this time to figure things out, I found something. Yes. Do spill. Embroidery. (laughs) Your embroidery is so good. I'm on my fourth project. Oh my gosh. It's so pretty. You sent me a picture. I'm like, how are you doing that? So there's um, an embroidery. There's like, I don't know hundreds of stitches I guess that I've I've learned like 15 of them Uh, I learned them on YouTube and then I just kind of followed it along and when I feel like I'm gonna jump out of my skin um I I sit down and I do embroidery and it's this very weird thing that works it's it I understand that I'm sure there's a science behind why it works yeah busying my hands right doing something like you know Mm -hmm. where I'm not thinking about other things I don't know whatever doesn't matter it works yeah that's I mean artwork like drawing for me yes. is a huge thing so I, remember I, I get when you that used to draw on your um iPad all the time yeah I mean I still do you just yeah. don't show it to me as much no because <laughs> I don't know I'm not gonna just send you I, every little I like thing it, I though. do and I think that that's Maybe cool like and I guess that's what we should talk about is that everybody can find their own thing yeah so yeah. for me I even bought the Apple pen and it didn't work like it just yeah. wasn't because I it was too close to the social media was just too close <laughs> like the pen could was just triggering the pen could just easily click, click on, on that and that instead yes but when i am embro- doing embroidery like the hundred year old that i the hundred year old i am in a 24 year old body um i feel like i'm just on a different plane of existence yeah yeah. And I guess like, you know, my daughter picked up crocheting and that's exactly how I found out about embroidering. We were at Michael's and then I used to knit. So those are all kind of like similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. So I tried crocheting and knitting. It's I can't get into it. I mean, 
I did it. It was cool, but um, I don't know. It just wasn't focused enough for me. Like I was like, and how many more scarves do I really need? Yeah. And then it was like, I could buy too many different kinds of yarn and then I could go down that path mm-hmm. where like an embroidery kit, mm-hmm. you got everything you need. Nice. Maybe I need to look into this. You do. It's yes. lovely. It's lovely. Except that I will say my family doesn't know. <laughs> oh no. There's like, sometimes I lose needles. They're all over the You have no idea where they are. Oh my God. Look out. Bomb gardeners. <laughs> do not sit on a Don't needle. sit on a needle. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. So anyways, that's a little bit about uh, my, I like that, my 100-year-old person in a 24-year-old body. <laughs> I, you need me to, I need you to knit me, knit, no, embroider, embroider me a, um, something that has the word fuck in it. I looked up that, yes. um, and I have it in my cart in Etsy, <laughs> okay. and I'm going to do it. Okay. It's just like, I, these, they do take forever. No. <laughs> Um, I want it now. And I and I think that the world out there needs to have people be making more embroidery kits because there truly isn't that many. <laughs> so um, I've now embroidered. But I thought, man, if I go back, get the same kit, do the same ones, I could do it like so much faster because I know exactly what I'm doing. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. Everybody's also- getting embroidered um, artwork for Christmas this That's year. It. That's it. What do you want it to say? <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> I embroidered this for you. That's what I want mine to say. (laughs) You mean this much to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's like, I mean, it's a really good hands on, hands busied brain off. Well, not brain off, brain occupied. In a different. On something different. On something different. Yes. And they tell me what color to put where. I don't have to make any decisions. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I draw cartoons. <laughs> Which are amazing. <laughs> and how Mank is now our friend. Yes. <laughs> because of a cartoon. Yes. yes if you don't know exactly. that story, well, you can check. You got to go back. Go back. Go listen to our episode. With go look at our Twitter. <laughs> Josh Mankiewicz. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So we um, started out pretty light here, but <sighs> we're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it light, but I feel like it's, it's necessary to... Um, discuss like the elephant in the room. Sure. There's some shit going down in the world. Yes. Not that there's not always, but mm. um, mm-hmm. there's a TikTok with like, I don't even know. I can never remember the generational names if it's a millennial or if it's a Gen Z or whatever the hell it is. But they're saying like, it's like, could you please not do another like historical event in right. my lifetime? I don't lifetime? want to live another. Yes, exactly. Grow up during another historical I event. I mean, if you think about how many we've been through, it's been quite a fucking lot we had yeah. like that calm of obama time like yeah i don't know there was probably a lot happening behind the scenes that i ignored but yeah um anyways that's neither here nor there it's just it's heavy mm-hmm. um i feel like turning off the news is what everyone says to do and i just feel like that's not necessarily what i'm about what i personally am going to do on this one because it's important yeah to stay to consume enough to understand what's happening and to kind of stay, stay informed. informed. Um, it's really sad. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. So we're obviously talking about the Russian attack on Ukraine. And um, so we just kind of wanted to address it and talk about it because there is so much going on in the world right now between that and a resurgence within COVID and all the other things that are messing with our anxiety and our mental health right now. We just want you to know that we're with you. (laughs) We understand and it's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to Mm -hmm. have this anxiety. It's Mm -hmm. all right to feel depressed and sad about what's going on in the world. Like it's, it's okay. And I think we're all feeling that. And I think it's just really important to stay informed. So Right. And and not live in it, though, not live in the news cycle of, you know, CNN just tickering all oh, all day for you, mm-hmm. which is why, like, I like to just zone out on embroider or whatever. You yeah. know, like, I wish I, I wish there was more to do. Um, it hurts my heart. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like an empath thing or what that is, but I can feel all of the pain. I don't know. It's very weird. But I'll watch the videos of people escaping or saying goodbye to their fathers or whatever. And it it's heartbreaking. Really it's my does. heart like mm-hmm. badly. And um, 
another a podcast I would like to, you know, if you don't listen to already, The Daily. Mm-hmm. It's a, a great quick, way to get mm-hmm. quick 15, 20 minutes every day. You'll get what news you need. And I personally feel like they're not biased. There's no like fluff. They're not going to tell you their opinions or anything like that. And it helped me to understand what happened, mm-hmm. why this happened and what the reason, like the reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. When I listened to that, I didn't know. Yeah. The daily is, is a great source. I love yes. that. I think it's the number one podcast in the I think it is. country in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it worldwide maybe it might world, be even. maybe the world New York Times daily um it's just it's just very informational and necessary and then on Instagram I follow NPR and they yeah. give you a recap of daily news as well and it's okay. just within a carousel slide of what's going on for the day so if you just need a quick if you want to know what's going on stay informed without the high stress anxiety of staying mm-hmm. within the news loop those are a couple of resources that you can use and we wanted to pass along to you I did just turn off the notifications, though, for CNN. It was really... Yeah, it's a lot. It was a lot It's for a me. lot. Especially so, if you have notifications turned on for that, you're going to get... That was the... I don't know what, what was in my brain to do this, but the, I turned off everything else because I know notifications are so bad for you and your mental <laughs> health. I should say me and my mental health. I don't know what's going on with everyone else in the world, but um, I kept CNN on like an idiot because like... <laughs> And so I knew about the first bomb before like mm. anyone because I was going to the bathroom and it was like in the, we were getting ready for bed. It was very late, like midnight or something. And I was like, Mike. And he was like, you're lying. And I was like, no, look. And I only knew because it popped up. Like, yeah. that's just I don't know. I don't know that it helped for Amy Baumgartner on this side of the country to yeah. know this before she tried to sleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. So anyways, we just want to let you all know that you're not alone on that anxiety um, train that this causes. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for sticking around for our banter. Yeah. <laughs> and our, our, uh, our unsolicited opinions. Exactly. Of but that's things. what you're here for, right? I mean, otherwise, why are you why here? Are you? I don't know. We already told you we weren't qualified. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. What? One more thing. Okay. Twin Flame. It's a new podcast out. I is highly it? recommend it. Hold on. Time out. Is it about the cult Twin Flame? It sure freaking is. Yes. I listened to some information about that. Oh, I am obsessed with it. Okay. Um, and him. A and little bit culty. Oh. Did an episode on it. Okay. The Twin Flame Society. Okay. Twin Flame Society? Something like that. Is it a dude and a wife? Yep. Okay. Yep. They have an episode on it of a former employee that used to work there and her kind of inside unpaid employee, because I guess that's what all of their employees are. They don't pay them. Um, Just so you know, if you ever are working for a call, one way you'll know is you don't get paid. You don't get paid. (laughs) I learned that about uh, Bento Box. Yes. Bentihano. I don't know what the hell his name is. Bentino Masaro. Also a little bit culty episode. A little bit culty. You've got to check that out. My girl Jade put it out there and freaking just blew his, you know, game up and he is a total narcissist piece of shit. Hell yeah. Um, But nobody got paid there. He just took their money. Yes. So anyways, Twin Flames uh, on... I think Wondry puts it out, but anyways, doesn't matter. Yeah, good podcast. Okay, I'll have to check that one. And out then too. again, a little bit culty, guys. Go yeah. back and listen. They've got some great ones that have just dropped. Yes, yes. They are calling out the douchebags left and right, and I love how they're like alleged douchebaggery <laughs> <laughs> to cover themselves. Which is definite douchebaggery. Definite douchebaggery. Yeah, they're uh, the things they say at the beginning, at the end, so that they don't get sued. It's yes, great. It's great. <laughs> love it. Uh, but yes, that's Sarah Edmondson and her husband Nippy and. Uh, they yeah. were former Nexium members. So their podcast is incredible for information when it comes to cult language, cult survivors. Um, and what to do after. Yes. All of the support information. So we highly recommend them. We just wanted to give you a couple of our recommendations, things we've been listening to, things we've been into. Um, speaking of things that we've been into and listening to, this is what our episode is going to be oh, around. Shit, yeah. Um, today we're going to be talking about hysterical women because we are because <laughs> we are hysteria. Put me away. Hysterical. Um, we are hysterical, but we're hysterical in the funny sense. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be talking about hysterical women in the way that people were medically diagnosed. Um, it all came about because 
Amy sent me in private message in Instagram this stand-up comics, um, like a bit, a part of her right, uh, part of her act. stand-up, her act. Um, her name is Sashir Zameda, and she was actually on SNL for a little bit, mm-hmm. and she has out this stand-up act around periods. So Amy sent me this little clip, and I was like dying. I'm laughing. I'm like, oh my God, this is so relatable. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, this makes me fucking mad. Agreed. <laughs> So it was like, it's funny because she's funny and this is what comedians do. And I think a lot of female comedians have put out a lot of great content that brings to light things that women go through. It's normalizing it. And normalizing it. Yeah. I mean, I would say that at first I thought it was funny too. And then the more I listened to it and the more I don't, I don't know how TikTok algorithms work or reels work, (laughs) but like somehow then I was starting to get all the period humor and the period (laughs) and the the menstrual cycle, like, um, TikToks and factoids and everything. I got pissed off because I've like, I was like 43 years of living in secret and not talking about the fact that I gush blood. Yeah. Because I'm ashamed. Why am I ashamed? Who told me I was ashamed? And then I went down this whole thing and I just went through this with my daughter. I mean, she just got her period this year and she's not ashamed. No. Like, not at all. Yeah. And I am so fucking proud of it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's TikTok to thank. (laughs) Well, I know, right? I think it has a lot to do with what we're exposed to and we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah 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 our exposure and and what we are consuming on all kinds of different aspects but um and social media being one of those things so yeah it definitely makes sense yeah but uh let's let's listen to a little bit of that let's take a listen right now and because i am always caught off guard i'm just roaming the earth unprepared and bleeding everywhere i'm still bleeding all over everything i've bled on a bed, I bled on a couch, I bled in a shed, bled in a house, on a boat, on a float, I bled everywhere. No joke, weeks ago, I bled in public again. I was when I, I was at the end of my period, I had two beautiful leak-free days. So I put on some khakis, got cocky with some khakis, no panty liner, just really soaring without a parachute here. And I went to dinner with my friend and we're being led to the table by the waiter. And I'm noticing my gait is more lubricated than usual. <laughs> so I'm like, I should go check this out. I go to the bathroom, hold on my pants. Of course, it's a murder mystery. Uh, no signs of forced entry or exit, just blood. And Thankfully, it was, like, right underneath me. Like, you wouldn't be able to see anything unless we were swing dancing or something. (laughs) Like, if your face was right under, you'd know all my secrets. So I just clamped together, shuffled back to the table. My friend already ordered a drink. Rude. (laughs) And I was like, hey, we gotta go. I'm bleeding. And he was like, oh, well, why don't you ask one of the waitresses if they have any tampons here? And there's definitely a younger version of me that would have been like, oh yeah, I'll figure it out. And just like mummified my lower half with toilet paper. (laughs) Now I'm in my thirties and I'm like, oh no, we're past the point of no return. We have to leave the building completely. So we leave, go back to my apartment. He's waiting in the living room. I'm cleaning myself up. I change my underwear and my pants, keep the same shirt on. We go right back to the same restaurant, and the host goes, welcome back? And I'm like, thank you, no further questions. <laughs> oh my gosh, her delivery is great. Her delivery <laughs> is fantastic. There, I mean, there's just so much to talk about, even in that tiny little clip. Yeah, so that's happened to me. I know it's happened to you. Like, it's happened to all of us. I mean, if you have a bled on shit like who are you right (laughs) I think that I wish I would have warned Lily that that happens no matter how much because she freaked out yeah because it was like on her sheets and on her shorts and yeah and I'm like oh that's just like part of it right (laughs) (laughs) like it should come in the handbook exactly why isn't there a handbook (laughs) did you ever um I mean and I don't I don't I I almost (sighs) 
I'm not even going to make you take that out because <laughs> I almost said TMI, but you know what? F no, that. No. Because forget it. You're all listening to this. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. Have you ever woken up in the morning? Like you have a big super one in and you're like, okay, but then you get up and yeah. you, and it just goes and you're like, Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> because yes. you stood up. Yes, because you stood. Gravity. That's it. it All just, takes. Yep. It, and then and then it's like coming down your leg, and yeah. you're like, oh, okay, somebody knifed me in the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> like she said, a murder mystery <laughs> with no force entry. Blood. It's awful. Awful. Oh, it's so awful. Like this is this is the stuff we don't talk about though. Like people, women become anemic because they are losing <laughs> yes. so much blood. Yes. And like there's so much thought that has to go into that time of your life, those weeks. Yes. That's a one week out of four, okay, people? And you have to think like, what am I gonna wear? How, when am I going to change yeah. it? Yes. Especially as a at, teacher. At work. Yep. Sorry. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no time. Right. I've been standing in front of the class before with a, f- like, and just been like, it's happening. Yep. Like yep. in, where's that, um, bridesmaids where she's oh, like, she's she sits, happening. To, she's, she's just, she just sits down in the middle, in the middle of, of the street. I'm like standing there teaching and I'm like, it's happening. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to stop it. I can't leave the room right now. Like, yeah, I'm just going to be bloody. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. And so you also have to be prepared all the time. All the time. You've got to have it all the time because you have no idea when. Yeah. Even if you have, so like mine was sort of a regular schedule because I was on some sort of birth control for a long time, long period of time, even though I went off of that and had a copper IUD, which is no hormones. So like there was no regulation. Worst decision I ever made. Just I I didn't want to say, but. For my, yeah, for me personally (laughs) and for everybody in my family, because I've had, I have other family members who have also made that decision Mm -hmm. and had to have it removed because it was so incredibly awful. I I just want to put that out there. I don't know. It might work for some people. Um, It absolutely did not work for me. Um, It was a horrible physical pain like no other. The whole goal is for us to lessen our periods. Right. We're not like, for me, it wasn't about not getting pregnant. Yeah, well, mine was both. Okay, I know, but I was like the um, the virgin until I was like twenty million years old. So stop, stop it. Wait till the tell-all book comes out. I just didn't want to have to punch through walls when it hurts so bad. Uh, right, right. Pain so bad. Let's listen to a little bit of this. And I was open with my friend like that because we've known each other for years and it's fine. But I want to be that open and honest about my period with everyone all the time. Because why is it a secret? It happens to so many people so much of the time. Like a quarter of the time, really. I'm bleeding one-fourth of every month. So like there's a one in four chance that when you talk to me, I am just gushing. Like looking you dead in the eyes, <laughs> talking about the weather or something, and just hemorrhaging right in front of you. It's like the shining down here, and up here I'm like, I wish it was sunnier. <laughs> Why is it a secret? <laughs> I just, I wish it was sunnier. <laughs> And I'm just gushing. (laughs) It's so true. Like, why can't we be open? Why can't we talk about this in front of people? Why is it such a secret? And, you know, there's so much shame attached to it. So much shame. And and even to this day. Yeah. So, you know, she said she shared with her male friend, which is great. You know, so she has this male friend she can share with. But like. There are, again, coming back to social media, there are TikToks and reels out there where there are guys that are saying like don't trust anything that bleeds for five days and doesn't die. Seven days. Seven days, <laughs> depending. Five depending, to seven five days. To seven days. Um, back to what she was talking about with mummified. Let's let's clear that up to let everybody know, all the gents out there, maybe you don't understand the mummified situation. Um, <laughs> I wish I could have said that. At 30, I would be like, but no, I still would have, I would have toughened you it out. Mummified. I would have taken... First of all, I would have taken my jean jacket and wrapped it around my waist. Yeah. But prior to that, I would have mummified, which is the most uncomfortable, horrible oh, thing. Oh, it's awful. And it's when you take toilet paper and you wrap it around Round. your underwear in the middle there. Yeah. 
because you really don't know what else to do. No. So you just like put so much that you hope to God that it, it stops the situation. Which is basically like putting a Band-Aid on a fucking knife wound. <laughs> Like someone just like took like a 12 inch blade and stabbed me in the chest. And I'm just like, here, let me take this little bandage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I didn't ever want to inconvenience anyone. Right. I didn't want to tell anyone what happened. Right. I couldn't go home from work. I mean, like what the f- am I supposed to do? Yeah. And and that's like another, another thing. Like when with employment, like when you say like. I'm having like female issues or is however you time, of the, time of the month or whatever. Blech. I didn't like doing that even no. and not because of the shame attached to it, but more because of then the way people looked at you mm-hmm. and then they're like, Oh, well that's, that's why, why you're, you're so being bitchy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And no bitch. This is just me. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's you. <laughs> too because I would be like no like I am acting this way because you are an asinine like fuck ass (laughs) yeah yeah bitch oh my gosh this is our favorite part coming up yes so and the part that you'll find on social media this is where I just I don't understand how I did decades of yes anything anything and we will discuss that after it's also wild to me that we're not just alerting everyone all the time when we're on our periods because it can be quite painful doctors are now saying that the pain we feel when we experience period cramps is equivalent to the pain we feel when we have a heart attack and we didn't know that before because male medical researchers weren't getting periods And they didn't know that was a thing they needed to research. So we've been enduring this pain for years and just going to work, (laughs) buttoning up, going to work. Because we're trained that way. We're trained to be like, it's fine, it's fine. It's pain, but it's nothing. I can endure anything. And we can. But that doesn't mean we have to ignore the way our body feels. And I think these tampon commercials are detrimental. They're always like, oh, you're on your period? Don't let that stop you, girl. Get out there. Go surfing. Go play a sport. Get on a horse. I don't want to do that when I'm not on my period. Stop trying to force me outside. I want to lay down. If you saw a man bleeding uncontrollably and having a four-day-long heart attack, you wouldn't be like, don't let that stop you. Get on a horse. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so true. So true. It's, it's incredibly true. And I was telling Sarah that I read after like doing a little bit of research that this is why women sometimes will die more often of a heart attack because you're just like, whatever. It's like I've felt pain just, like this before. Pain. It's you know, pain. I mean, it's like same with like childbirth pain. You're just like, OK, well, I guess this is just what it's supposed to be. Yep. Yeah. Um, the pain of a heart attack. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've seen the little um, nodule thingies you can put on men mm-hmm. to stimulate. Remember, I know there's birthing ones, but there's also cramps. Are there? Yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. I am getting that for Randy. I know. I really <laughs> feel that should happen. Um, and the thing that I feel like maybe we should share, I don't know, we mostly have a women audience and so everybody knows. Yeah. But um, the legs... Mine goes down the side, like the the inside and the front of my thighs. The the leg pain, Mm -hmm. the lower back Mm -hmm. and the ass pain. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's beyond cramps in your stomach. Yeah. And, um, strangely, as Sarah has witnessed, I have my 16 year old cramps back from when I was young because I got an ablation because my bleeding and my cramping and all of these things were so bad and whatever. Um, so now they have this thing called like phantom, like 
cramps. It's actually real pain. I was going to say, the, there, you're not, not having fa- phantom cramps. I'm just not bleeding, right? It's been too long after your ablation for it to be phantom cramps. You're okay, having cramps. So, so I'm having actual cramps, but the the bleeding that usually is like almost like a release in a sense, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not there. Right. It's just this incredible pain that like brings me to tears. Mm-hmm. It's It's some of the worst pain I've ever had. In my life, it reminds me very, it's super similar to contractions. Yeah, it's, I agree, agree 100%. That's what it reminds me of. That's what my cramping would remind me of. Now, I do have to say, I didn't get that every single month, but it would be like every other month, I would have horrific cramping. And to the point where like, I can remember, so I, I used to own a yoga studio or fitness studio and I would teach fitness classes and... There was one day that I opened the studio up and thank God nobody was in there. And it was like a couple of hours till I had to teach my first class. And so I was behind the desk on the floor, laying Mm -hmm. on the floor with my face on the floor in the, in the fetal position, but like on my knees, you know? So like I was bent forward in so much pain that I was crying, but like tears were just streaming down my face. But I had like, I've never felt pain like that before. And so I asked another instructor if she would lead one of my classes that evening. And this is the thing, guys. Other women will shame other women. Yeah, because they don't have it as bad. As bad. And so it's like, oh, you're making this up or you're not, you know, it's not that bad because everybody's body is different. So like you may be listening and be like, what are you talking about? I've never felt like this before. And that's amazing. Like, I'm so thankful for and you. If you're on birth control, that's what I, that's how I yeah. managed mine is, yes. is taking a pill. Yeah. Yeah. Pri- most of my life. But at this age of my life, I'm not allowed to. So like, that's why I'm getting them back. Like I said, when I was 16. Yeah. So there is a difference. You can manage it. I didn't mm-hmm. live with this my entire life. Sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I but was, if you're on nothing mm-hmm. and you don't hit it yeah, before, before it that hits. time yep. of with your four Motrin. Yeah, we were talking about that, how if you don't get ahead of the pain, then you're kind of screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. And so, I mean, but guys, like this is the thing. Like we get out there. We go to work. We continue to be, if you're a mother, you continue to mother your children. Um if you're not though and you are working you continue to show up at work and do what you're asked to do you are um doing your sports still uh you know like making dinner going grocery shopping i mean that's isn't that why tampons were invented (laughs) i was on swim team that's what they told me they were like that's why that was invented you will practice today right and you're like, oh my God, every time you breaststroke, you're like, please don't pop Please don't, yep. please don't pop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I swear to God, that's I always what I thought. Because I was on a swim team too, you know, like, and and I would swim just like for leisure or whatever. And I would be like, oh my leisure. God, I would, leisure for my leisure, <laughs> pleasure. And I would be like, am I leaving a pool of blood behind me? Like, you'd like look around, you're like, oh shit. I would just like, be, is there like I would be afraid trail? it would pop out yeah. and then it would balloon <laughs> to the top. And I'd be like, not mine. I don't know who the boy like the poop in the pool (laughs) not me not me i mean i I don't even i don't even know what that is oh my god oh jesus i laugh now i was mortified and i never talked about it with anyone so this was just all in my brain going as i'm like silently swimming i'm like please jesus no don't let him pop up (laughs) oh it's so it's so incredible in one sense, the things that we can do yes. through all of this, but it's also sad that we feel like we have to. And I guess we're talking about this to try to make it so that we don't have to. Listen, you shouldn't have to be 43 years old to like be taught by your 12 year old yeah. that I shouldn't be ashamed of my period. Right. And TikTok. Right. <laughs> I mean, so I'm, I'm assuming there's people out there younger than us that are listening. So I'm just telling you yeah. to, to, you know, learn now and, and just talk about it and don't feel bad about it. Like, yeah. oh my God. And don't like just hiding it is so exhausting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you remember how you used to like try to like take the tampon and put it in your pocket so that no one could see and slide it in? Oh my gosh. I would pull it in my sleeve. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. I would put it up my sleeve. And if you drop it, like it's like oh. the worst thing that could possibly happen so to you. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. When you is- have to ask for one, you like, do you have a tampon? And then they would like discreetly try to like in your hand, like to <laughs> hand it to you. <laughs> No. So stupid. We should just like 
hand them to each other over the dinner table. Yeah. Be like, oh, yeah, here, hold on. I got one. It's in my purse. Here you go. Toss it across. Yeah. Here, catch. Go ahead. Go to the bathroom. There you go. So what Sashir Zameda is talking about is legit, guys. There's a doctor who teaches. He's the professor of reproductive health at the University College in London. His name's John Gillenbaud. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Um, he's the one who came up with the uh, correlation of heart attack pains with period pains. And um, I'm going to agree with him there. I mean, I've never had a heart attack, so I guess I can't say for sure. Um, but unfortunately, I have reference. You know, my mother yeah. did have did pass from a heart attack, and she was in so much pain yeah. and vomiting through the pain because of how much, you know. Oh, that's the other thing about yeah. periods nobody talks about mm-hmm. is the fact the that stomach the issues. stomach issues on both ends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. But this has been thousands of years that doctors have ignored women's pain. Um, and that's where actually the hysterical term the word hysterical comes from the word hysterious, which means of the womb. So I mean, nice. obvi talking about women. Right, 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 right. So hyster- hysterical was uh, meant to talk about people who were less rational, emotionally unstable, and overreactive. That was the hysterical woman. It was a medical diagnosis, and the symptoms were anxiety, shortness of breath, insomnia, loss of appetite for food or sex. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my <laughs> I want a t-shirt that just says, I'm hysterical. <laughs> yes. That's all the meaning. And you can interpret it any way you choose. Oh my gosh. With our logo? <laughs> Let's make it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so my source is going to be from the National Library of Medicine, which is a government website. So um, this is legit, people. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> this term Sorry. goes back to the freaking second millennium BC, so four thousand years of history. Oh my god! This disease was attributed in both scientist, scientific, and demonological worlds. Of course, it was. So, um, people of scientific minds would say that this is, you know, you're a hysterical woman, or people who were talking from a, a demonology sense would say this is a hysterical woman. So, uh, tr- uh, some trivia: When do you think this was deleted from the DSM? <laughs> I can't tell you because I know. I know. So everybody out there, take a guess. Take Yell a guess. in your car. Yell in your car. Wrong. 1980. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. It wasn't removed until the DSM-3 in 1980. So hysterical woman was still a diagnosis up until then. You guys. Do better. <laughs> like, I just can't. So Freud's view of this was that Women are frail creatures that try to manipulate their environment to meet mm. their own ends. Wow, Freud. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have great things to say about men either, but... <laughs> he was a hater. Yes, he just, he thought all men wanted to have sex with their moms, but, you know. Whatever. <sighs> Here we are. Anyways, um, yeah, so, like, this has been going on forever, and that is why it's so prevalent. That's why we feel the way we feel. That's why we are made to feel the way we feel. Right. That's why there's so much shame attached to it, because it's thousands of years. Yeah. And basically, the symptoms are periods and fucking anxiety and depression. Come on. Right. Exactly. Straight hysteria. Straight hysteria. I love the way that in this next clip, she describes um, going to work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just buttoning up, going to work. (laughs) No, but how she expects like to be treated then if she's oh, going to yes. show up. Oh, yes. So if we are going to have to go to work, uh, this is what I think. Oh, and then our new favorite line. But yes. We're going to let her say it. We're going to let her say it. But um, we're going to just ask uh, Mrs. Zameda to please make this, you know, get this out there. Legislation. Yes, <laughs> please. But that shows you how strong we are, that we can endure all that and still go to work and still go to school and still finish our stuff. Like, that's awesome. Right? <laughs> But there should be a trade-off. Like, yeah, I'll go to work. I'll do everything I'm supposed to do. But I should be able to openly talk about how I feel. Like, if you go to work and someone calls you out, like, I noticed you were a little late today, Sandra, it should be well within your rights to be like, oh, I woke up with a pussy heart attack today. (laughs) 
so things are gonna be a little slower today. All right, thank you very much. So freaking funny. A motherfucking pussy heart attack. Because it's so <laughs> true. <laughs> oh man, thank you for that. That was just perfect. Yes. So I guess what we could just say in a brief sense is how do we change this? Sure. How do we start to change this? So Amy and I watched a documentary. This changes everything. Thank you. (laughs) Only because I wrote it down. I have no memory whatsoever. (laughs) This changes everything. And I got to be honest. At first, I was like, sort of like a wah, wah. Almost like a first world problem Yeah, it was like first world problem. You know, Hollywood Hollywood. actresses having trouble getting roles. And then I was watching it and I was like, oh, fuck, this is a real fucking problem. For all of us. Yes. Not just the directors, not just the actresses. You don't realize systemically like how it comes down. Yep. Absolutely. So the... Highly recommend it. Netflix. Yeah, for sure. It's on Netflix. This changes everything. Um, I think it... it Gina, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Is an executive producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she has a foundation that's centered around fixing the problem of there not being enough women in the film industry. Represented. Um, where they don't speak about men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a there was a comic strip, um, and the name of the author of the comic strip was uh, Bechtel. And so they have this test now called the Bechtel test. And <laughs> and it's funny that it came from a comic strip, but it's so true. So there's three criteria that have to be met in order to be approved by this Bechtel test. And it's one that at least at least two women are featured in the film. Mm-hmm. Two that these women talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And three, that they discuss something other than a man. If it doesn't meet these three criteria, it is not approved. So I think it was cool because they said it's not a perfect system because American Hustle. I was just going to say yes. Oh, my God. I was was just going to say that 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 I didn't even write it down. It stuck with me so hard because it passed the test. Mm -hmm. But because they had a conversation about nail polish. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but they were talking about, um, you know, children's shows as well, like um, Disney movies and anything like that as well is not represented. Well, I guess now it is. But I did like the way they were like, oh, Frozen came out. Everything's better. But it's <laughs> not. You know, um, Shonda Rhimes came out. Yeah. Everything's better. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, it's not as well. I mean, it's definitely making changes. She is fucking changing it. Yes. Almost single handedly. Right. Right. But um, with all of her shows, but at the same time, it was still not um, changing systemically until a white man decided to change things at FX. Remember that? Yep. So it still takes a white dude. A white dude. Because it does. It's going to take someone. It's going to take white people to change racism, yes. to change. And it's going to take men, men to change misogyny. Mm-hmm. It's we have to get people on the other side of it to yeah. speak up and stand he up was, for he it. He was really one of the only ones that was interviewed. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of cool what he like that. He saw the problem. He mm-hmm. admitted it. He yeah. admitted that he made a mistake. Yeah. Or mistakes. But then he said, I expected to get less like creative or less well done work mm-hmm. and he got better work mm-hmm. by reaching out to more women and women of color yeah it's so important for women to be, re- be represented by something other than a hysterical or sex symbol or irrational emotional overreactive mm-hmm. person mm-hmm we need to be represented in that way. And so, you know, there's this test. So you can look, you can actually look it up online. There's a list of movies that fit the criteria. Right. So last night, um, my son and I went to go see the movie Dog. It does not fit that criteria. No. Um, there are hardly any women in it at all. Mm-hmm. There is one female character that has a speaking part. Hmm. Um, and then we saw, we came home and we had dinner and as we were, you know, sitting on the couch, we watched the movie Free Guy and it also does not fit the criteria. It has that it's one It's not girl. on the list. It has one female character. Mm-hmm. Actually, it has, it has multiple female characters, I think two, but they don't speak to one another. Oh yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, when I was thinking, I was like, holy shit. Like, I sat and watched that whole movie and didn't even think about the fact that there's, like, not a woman. But you know what's interesting is that Netflix must do a good job, or my daughter does a good job of picking them, but she always picks ones that would match that criteria mm. of shows that she gets involved with. I think mm-hmm. that, I think underneath, like, big media, it is getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you have to really like encourage your children mm-hmm. to go that direction. Yeah. I think it's just important to note too, like this may sound like something silly because at first I thought it was something silly. Right. And then, you know, the more that I watched this documentary and they talked about it, they talked about the CSI effect. So mm-hmm. like they interviewed Marg Helgenberger, who was, she's the, um, one of the main characters of CSI. I cannot remember her character's name. And I used to watch that show all the time, like way back, like the first iteration of it um and in 2020 november of 2020 the um associated press did a study and it is now after csi being out since that show has come out 75 percent of the forensic science students are women that's incredible because they see themselves represented on the screen Mm -hmm. and so you know i was seeing all of these reels and tiktoks and things on social media too of these little girls seeing Encanto and mm-hmm. seeing this little mm-hmm. girl who looked like them and going me that's yes. me yeah and so you have to see yourself reflected mm-hmm. and if you don't see yourself reflected you think there's something wrong with you right even if it's not a conscious thing it could be a subconscious thought right and that's why you know when we talk about body dysmorphia and like all of I mean, those things. I mean, because where else are you getting it from? Right. I, you know, I'm getting the fact that I don't look right mm-hmm. from TV. Right. And I'm getting the fact of like what sex means, mm-hmm. how it's to be done, mm-hmm. what my role is during that. Yes. From TV. Yeah. And I, we were talking off air and I, I really in, like appreciated this comment um, the first, the pilot of Grey's Anatomy, which they thought was going to flop because of the women <laughs> in it, which is hilarious because it's like, it's one, like of one of the top shows. It's one of the top shows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the stats, but it really like has made a ton of money. Yeah. But in the first pilot episode, Meredith Grey, um, before her first day of work, goes to the local bar and gets drunk and has sex with some guy. And well, it's not some guy, but at that point, it's just some guy Yeah, wakes up and is like rushing off to her first day of work. And so this guy watching the um, pilot is like, who would do that? <laughs> like, that's not even. And first of all, men would never have thought twice if it was a man. Right. Represented to do that. They right. never, never. But they're like, what woman would do that? Mm-hmm. And then was it the producer or the, one of the director? I the think director? the producer. Yeah. Or the one producer. The but they, they said, actually, I did. Yes. <laughs> On my first day of work. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that like we want to promote promiscu- promis- prom- promiscuity. <laughs> See, I can't even say it. My Catholic sure you can. genes won't even allow Be me promiscuous. to say it. Be promiscuous. Fuck, do whatever. I'm not promoting that. <laughs> but I am saying do it if you want to. So, but you, if you don't see it happening and you only see like men yeah. taking advantage of women or girls gone wild or. Yeah. No, this girl just was basically like, you're hot. I'm going to sleep with you and then I'm going to go be a badass at work. Yeah. And I that's fine. Bye-bye. Right. No second thoughts about it. She never thought anything like, you know, that the slut shaming and all of that came from other television mm-hmm. and other movies. Yeah. So, man, Shonda Rhimes. I know. Shonda Rhimes is I just fucking like how to get away with murder. Yeah. Scandal. All of the powerful women, powerful women of color that she puts out there is showing people mm-hmm. you can be what you want to be. Yeah. And that's why these shows are so important. I thought another cool thing that they talked about in the documentary was the movie Carrie. And there's a scene in the movie where she gets her period at school in the in the locker room showers and she's screaming because she doesn't know what's happening to her yeah. because no one has ever told her talked to her mm-hmm. about it. And I thought that that's an important scene, first of all, in a movie so that we all know yeah. we have to talk to our daughters about these things and let them know what's going to happen to their bodies. Because it's terrifying. It is terrifying. Because my mom didn't tell me and I didn't know what was happening oh, to no. me. Luckily, mine wasn't like blood red because it was 
old blood apparently you know it was brownish yeah, so I didn't know mm-hmm. what was happening I was like I think I'm bleeding but I don't know it doesn't look exactly like blood and my mom was like I think I oh. pooped out of my vagina yeah she's like <laughs> oh you're getting your period and I was like my what <laughs> I remember Lily's face because she like I said can you go get me a tampon and this was when she was younger and I remember her face I'll never forget it when she was like wait what's gonna happen and I was like well honey <laughs> and I had to tell her like for five to seven days for the rest of your life yeah. once a month mm-hmm. and she was like what yeah she Willow was too. so pissed off mm-hmm. she was like this is unfair <laughs> this is bullshit mom <laughs> And I have to wear a bra? What is happening? <laughs> oh, oh it is it is a real it is a real like, you know, rude awakening. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about the scene in Carrie is that one of the male Oh yes, that's right. Uh producers was like, I don't think that she would act that way. I think that this is ridiculous because she does she like screams and gets like terrified. Well, you're bleeding out of a body part, like a massive amount of blood, and you don't know what's going on. You're like, like, just pee comes out of here, right? You don't think that somebody's going to, like, not freak out about that? Anyways, that aside, the actress who played Carrie and the director, who was a female, who was, you the know... The only two, the only, they said, the only two female voices, really, yes, in this discussion, were like, hmm, respectfully, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So I think we'll take it from here when it comes to the scene. <laughs> but they had to think about how to phrase that yeah. and what to say and and to carefully to not ruffle any feathers right. so that they could accurately portray something in a way that a female actually would react. Right. And we have only like scratched the surface of this documentary. We haven't given it all away. There are so many powerful things said by these women. You should check it out. Absolutely. Um, Male and female alike. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think our point in talking about this is that it's our responsibility. Yes, it is. In what we consume. And it's our responsibility in what we have our children consume. It's just as important for me to make sure that my son is watching females properly represented as it is for my daughter to watch them as for myself too because you know you'd like to think I'd like to think I was all evolved and shit yeah but man I mean I just the things I admit on this podcast (laughs) we lay it all out there for you guys just so you know I, I, I don't feel like I would have admitted that at like, you know, I don't know, a lunch with people like, oh, yeah, I was just yesterday years old when I stopped being embarrassed of my cramps and periods. Um, so, yeah, let's stop that right now for Not these poor girls. Yes. Like, no, fuck that. Yeah. You're a badass. Oh, yes. We need to remind ourselves that and we need to remind other women of that. So, that's your dose of Happy Women's History Month. (laughs) Brought to you by the Unqualified Therapist. Brought to you by two hysterical women. (laughs) We're the only UTI you'll ever want. (laughs) I mean, that's a... Oh, God. UTIs are a whole other... I mean, that's a whole other talk. (laughs) Like, it was yesterday's day old that Mike realized that's why I pee after... I was like, because you don't want a UTI. UTI. Men need to know these things. Yes. Yes. Oh. The shit we go through. Oh. Yeah, I know. All right, ladies. And we still get up on that horse. <laughs> Take care of yourself and send this to a male counterpart, friend. Yeah. Educate them. Education is key. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope after this amazingness, <laughs> you come back next week <laughs> for more fun. We won't throw any more period in your face for a little bit, at least. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be done with that topic for now. <laughs> for now. All right, everyone. Stay wild and weird warriors. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Follow us on Instagram at unqualifiedtherapists, where you will find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. 
Until next week, Warrior. Hold on. We're gonna make it.